0: everybody, and welcome to episode 6 of Journey Through Grill Island. I'm your host, Zig, and joining me is...
1: Emma, Sarah,
0: Mary. And today we'll be talking about the Tango and Cash Invitational, which took place over two nights, on the 24th and 25th of January, and came from the Elks Lodge in Santa Ana, California, because they got kicked out of the Westside Jewish Community Center due to Joey Ryan's religious beliefs. Or so the P.W.G. press release said.
2: This looked
1: like a church.
0: Yeah, I was... Maybe it was Joey Ryan's church. <laughs> yeah,
1: because it had all the little pulpits around yeah. the thing. But from what I know from TV, Elks were like... It's like a male society, an old male society where they just met up and...
0: Well, I like, thought it was just...
1: veterans and stuff, oh, I don't know. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. I thought it was just a hunting lodge where they, like, yeah, smoke cigars oh, no. and shit no, and w- looked at the things they've killed. <laughs>
2: the seats looked very comfortable actually I, I would
1: want to go to a show here I think a good venue but not enough people here, it looked
0: empty it looked empty for sure too many
1: seats, no people did it say the attendance?
0: 150 again, I'm um, nope. starting start to think this nope. is just a number for yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I did like
2: to see it, like, some guys just chilling in the back row with like those empty seats behind them and just being comfortable, enjoying a bit of wrestling that's what I'd want
0: to do. Not a bad view in the house, like, so you would.
2: Yeah, I'd do
3: that. Every time there was a spot involving someone getting thrown into chairs, it took about one second for the two
0: people to move out of the way before someone took a tumble into them. So the tournament was a tag team tournament to crown the first ever PWG Tag Team Champions. Our first tournament match kicked off the show. It was Chris Bosch and Quicksilver being accompanied by Scorpio Sky against Los Luchas, Phoenix Star and Zocre, who were accompanied by Charles Mercury. And announcing them to the ring was the returning Justin Roberts for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think we—I don't think anyone
3: got in touch since the last episode to advise why he was there the previous time or what the deal was. I guess just pals with the people involved and had the scope to do it. But uh, he's good. He was always good. So
2: it's just funny now. Like, so he's on these shows, and obviously. That's when it's recording. AEW had their first show, and now he's the ring announcer, next Excalibur burn commentary for them. It's like, oh wow, 2004, 2019. So same guys just doing what they love.
0: Speaking of commentary, there wasn't any on these shows, which seemed like it would be a welcome break after last month, but he actually did really miss it over two shows, two fairly long shows with. Not the most exciting wrestling. A lot of
3: average wrestling, I think, we'll kind of see as we go through the two nights. And they were the, for better or worse, the commentary is the colour on a lot of these shows.
2: I did like the additions, though, making this, it's called the and Cash Invitational. So every team in this tournament got their like movie name, their movie title, and it was always a duo.
1: So Las Luchas were uh, billed as Cheech and Chong's The Corsican Brothers. Which I'm not sure if that's a real movie or not, and Bosh and Quicksilver were Batman
3: and Robin. I assume it was the real movie. They, the rest of them seemed real, so I guess that one would be. It's been a while since I've uh, you know done a binge on the old Cheech and Chong box set, but um, I assume I'll take that at face value.
2: I really like Scorpio Sky and Quicksilver's uh, silk shirts that they yeah. wore. And they were wearing very fashionable, very on trend.
3: Scorpio's look was pretty good. I, I had it known it has a, a 2000 era Dwayne Johnson uh, shirt, yeah. chain, and the mask. I was like, that's a great look.
0: That is a great look. I also love as well like, when like, luchadors are at events in a tux and a mask. That always looks cool too. And the
1: pairing of Bosh and Quicksilver over Quicksilver and Scorpio Sky—a bit strange, but I think it was just to further that they are a stable, and Bosch is part of them now.
0: Yeah, I think he's the leader as well. Yeah. So I think they wanted him to get the shine in the tournament, and he yeah. seems the most
3: hated among the fans. Bosh does. I thought he was one of the worst in the match. Yeah.
2: Yeah. To be honest, I I thought this match dragged on so much. I like I was outstanding when they said like ten minutes. Had passed. That I felt like about
3: 20. Bosch had a, a pretty bad showing. I thought he messed up a couple of things. Especially because he's in there with a lot of lucha guys and he was trying to hang and he really wasn't. Um, yeah, not not a great showing at all for him,
0: unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it was a shambles. The lucha spots were done terribly. Bosch was possibly to blame, but Zocray also was terrible with him.
0: So towards the end of the match, Charles Mercury turns on Phoenix Star and runs him into the ring post. While in the ring, Quicksilver pins Zokre with an elevated spine buster. After the match, Mercury joins the heels and they're all celebrating. And I think someone in the crowd thinks Mercury is Taro. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck, Taro? Oh, I <laughs> didn't oh, notice that. And I was like, okay. what? <laughs> was that you trying to be smart? Was I was like, oh, I know who you are under the mask. Well, you don't, sir.
2: <laughs> I missed the turn. Like, I was like, what?
0: It wasn't that obvious.
2: Like I messaged, I actually messaged Emma during the week because I knew that she had seen it, and I was like, "Wait, what happened? <laughs> What's? Why is he with them now? Did I, I look away for two seconds? And that was it."
0: I think it's also because there was like three masked men in this match, yeah. and so you just saw him run one of the mask guys yeah. into the ring post. The okay.
1: camera didn't follow Mercury no. doing it really, so we just saw it was a Phoenix Star being thrown into the post, but it did take a kind of few glances to go oh that's the guy that came out with them <laughs> because Charles Mercury also wasn't besides being in that one match at the hasn't been, been on the show shows, yeah. yeah we wouldn't really know him
3: very weird to have a turn of a guy we haven't seen in like four months who just came back as a manager and now he's a heel manager as wacky and drunken as the commentary can be they probably would have at least pointed out what was happening if they were on this show which would have helped it was the Scorpius guy going into the fight with the fan yes
1: yeah so they square up and then the fan sits down and then Sky pushes him and I just thought that was rude he waits until the fan gets back into his seat then shoves
3: him obviously itching for kind of wanting to be Super Dragon wanting to get into, the, get into it with the fan but uh, yeah and there's plenty of that later. plenty of that
0: our second match is Dumb and Dumber the X Foundation Scott Lost and Joey Ryan against it is his, yeah. yeah meant to be against M-Dog 20 and Jardy France the sidekicks, but Jardy isn't here. Sad faces all around. M.
1: <laughs> Dog said that he received a call from Jardy Franz and that he was busy so he couldn't make it. Something
0: about a McDonald's drive through So replacing Jardy Franz was the returning baby Slim. Uh, signifying his uh, gang affiliation yes. in all red... Basically looking like he's fashioned a load of bandanas It pants. And a Keep It gangster t-shirt, all in red, of course. Mm, of course, yeah. Still coming out to Indy club,
3: which there was one fan absolutely loving that he was coming out to Indy club. Is that
2: you at home if I was say, right? channeling
3: my energy from 2004. The same fan also hugged Joey Ryan, like, gave him a full-on passionate hug during his entrance. So this guy was having the time of his
0: life at this show. M-Dog came out, like, loads of people in the crowd were throwing up the X's for him. Like, I know he is straight-edge, but I didn't really think that that was part of his character, brand.
2: Wasn't that the whole thing, though, him teaming with Jarody? I was like, oh, oh,
0: huh, oh. Huh, huh. Oh, like an odd <laughs> couple. <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> but like he also did turn on him at the last show, so could that not be the reason Jarody wasn't there?
2: Yeah, like because I, I do remember being like, why have they thrown these two together if they're not teaming next month? And then obviously watching there, they were like, oh, they were meant to. But then actually, yeah, it leaves me even more confused as to why Jarody would want to team on someone that beat him up. It was very boring.
3: I thought Baby Slim has a charm to him in some ways. He's kind of he's kind of got a wacky charisma about him. I enjoyed him. And I liked <laughs> it early on, it was like they were just doing big man spots where the X Foundation were having a double team. But then also towards the end, he did like a leapfrog over M Dog and barely made it. He very nearly landed on M Dog's head. But I not know, I enjoyed him. For a fella who didn't really need to do much in the match, he looked like he was really, really trying.
0: I liked him as a bit of a hoss as well, actually, to be honest.
3: He looked really strong against Joey
1: Ryan and he absolutely dominated him. But then it was all over.
0: Yeah, it was
3: fairly quickly. It wasn't yeah, they beat him. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so... I imagine, I can only imagine Slim was uh, like a last minute addition. Yeah. Jordy was possibly supposed to be there.
0: Yeah. And they obviously had a great match, you know, planned out and that was (laughs) ruined.
1: Yeah. The highlight was the return of the chant.
2: Oh, Joey! Oh, Joe-ee-o-ee-o. yeah.
1: I popped for that now. That was probably
2: the only thing I popped for in this
3: match. You know, like I thought, Scott Loss, he did, he did. his old. His what's that move? The Superman spear. I suppose you call it to the corner. He did all his Scott Loss stuff in the match. He I did, liked. but like
2: he's always impressive. Yeah, and he never yeah. lets me down.
0: Now, I don't want to steal your thing here, but I was very taken aback by how nineties pretty boy, handsome Scott Lost was. So handsome yeah. in this match. Yeah. And those trunks
1: were working for him. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they were showing off. Oh, I saw. Yeah, oh, like no yeah.
2: wonder he kept with that style yeah, yeah. for his whole career. Because yeah. it, it, did, it did work wonders for him.
0: But
3: he won well, Scott Lost wore with a very sexy splash on baby slim,
0: at the conclusion of this match. But the first round matches are like typical first round matches. Mm. They're flying through pretty quick, but not very noticeable. Our third match is Hardcore Inc Hardcore Kid and Alcatraz Who were called Castaway Against the Havana Pitbulls Turner and Hooch I like that one Hardcore Kid, uh, no mask this time He's decided
2: um, He looks like Vanilla Ice <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. a good
0: one
1: Okay well I have Looking Hot so. Oh wow <laughs>
2: Maybe you
0: like Vanilla Ice I was going to say, do you like
3: Vanilla Ice?
1: Hardcore Kid Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks hot yeah. He looks like Vanilla Ice He was wearing a hat when I wrote this down. Then he took off his hat, okay?
0: And what did you take off?
1: Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Yes, I have written down, Jesus' red hair under his hat. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But then, the other guy, what's his name? Alcatraz. Alcatraz. His hair, when he took off his hat, he had a Yeah. He was shaved on the top and then...
0: Party at the back. Party at the back, but
1: not much of a party, a very small (laughs) gathering.
0: So, before the match, Hardcore Kids cut a promo, vowed to make 2004 the year of Hardcore Inc. in pro wrestling orangutan. Very good joke there. Got
3: him. Yeah. Uh, and didn't he, he also say 2004, just like
0: 2003, will be the year of Hardcore Inc.? I was like, okay, if you say so. So, as he's cutting this nothing promo, the Pitbulls sneak in from behind and attack him. I thought Reyes was kind of almost doing a, a quasi-Loki
3: stick in this match. He was kicking very hard, scowling, and he looks kind of like him a little bit. Like, bald, no-nonsense tights. Don't give me that look, the Perry, Don't give me that look. Just because he's a bit stocky. <laughs> he's stocky and bald and scowling and kicking people hard. But that's Ricky Reyes. <laughs> yeah, but when I, when I see that in routine, I think Loki.
2: I think the Pitbulls look really good in this. But I thought the match, from what I can recall, was quite short. Very short, they surprisingly short. I'll obviously get onto it, but I feel like the Pitbulls, all their matches this weekend, were quite short when taking into consideration the rest of the matches in the tournament. But I think it showcased them in a great light, and I think going forward, I hope—I can't remember—but I hope that they're an integral part of the of the tag team scene here in PWG.
0: I thought they wrestled it really well, using high speed offense because like. The other two were about a foot taller than them each. I thought they were both like really good in this match. You could tell that they were one of the more established teams in the tournament. Yeah, that Rocky was great as a babyface bumping for the big lads.
3: Super spot where they went for basically like a poetry in motion style thing. And I don't know which one of the big lads it was, but just clotheslined him out of midair. And I was like, you are making these guys who are obviously quite limited and wouldn't go on to be that noteworthy in wrestling, making them look really great. Yeah Alcatraz is a shit wrestler
1: and I don't want to see him again I think Rocky uh, did a great job of holding it together I thought he was
0: fantastic So the Pitbulls took this one pretty quickly with the Cuban Missile Crisis I was looking up something about Hardcore Kids I don't know why he, he, he intrigues me I guess His hair. And I found out that obviously he was signed to WWE as uh, Jesus but when he was in OVW he was in a, a stable led by Sin who is Jim Cornette's wife and he was partnered with Tyson Tomko and Kevin Thorne. Wow! The that Disciples is, of Sin, they were called.
3: What a 2005 team that is! Oh my god.
2: I thought something that should have been in TNA. Yeah. Like James, fucking James Mitchell. Insane. <laughs> <to laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Any hardcore kid trivia fans, there <laughs> you go. Our next tournament match sees Team Cheesmo split up as Excalibur teams with the debut in Johnny Storm, billed as Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein against. Double Dragon, Super Dragon, and the American Dragon Brian Danielson build as Bill and Ted's bogus journey.
2: Thank God this match happened. I think that's all I can say. This match saved this show. This match saved my love of wrestling. They're just perfect together.
0: Before I get, we get onto the match. Can we talk about the man's sign? Yes. Yes. My mama wants her Pajmamas <laughs> back, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> For Excalibur. For Excalibur, yes.
1: Poor Excalibur, who takes the mic. He's now a babyface from England. (laughs) So he has not only done a a turn, but he has just completely changed. Is he? He sounds a bit Australian, but I think. I thought he sounded like Drake
0: Maverick. He said he's coming out of Detroit, England.
1: Wonderful. There was another sign for Super Dragon, but it's not on camera. You can't read it on camera and I really want to know what it says, but he rips it up. That's right. It was definitely about Super Dragon, but it seemed to annoy um, Danielson a lot more than it annoyed Super Dragon who just wants to rip it up. Brian Danielson came out angry and ready to fight everyone. And it's just amazing. That's what made it so perfect.
0: Danielson was like great this whole weekend at that. But like when he confronts that fan about the sign... The funniest thing about that is he's getting it in the fan's face and like Super Dragon comes over and it looks like he's coming over to like calm him down and he just starts going, no, forearm, forearm. <laughs> he's like motioning for him to forearm the fan.
1: But that, and that was because some guy just shouts out, you don't know shit about Excalibur. And Daniel is is mad about this. He wants to just run out. But there is a really lovely part at the very beginning, which made me quite emotional. <laughs> just before the bell rings. Super Dragon Excalibur hug really quickly, just as like a sign of respect and just these moments of gentleness and kindness that you see from Super Dragon. And it's just, it's really lovely
3: and it makes me emotional every time. I'm not sure why they split up Team Cheezmo for this match. Like, why did they break up one of the... Not break up, but why did they have a ready-made team split in two to flesh out split the three. Yeah, disco, disco as well. Disco as well, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, just to kind of flesh it out, I guess. Spread their stars. Well,
1: I'm like. glad it did. Yeah, cause it, was it brought the best tag team I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Yeah. Double Dragon.
0: They were the stars of the weekend, for sure. The match starts with Danielson and Excalibur. Excalibur is obviously really skinny, but obviously also really flexible. So that really works with Danielson, who stretched him in so many different ways. Like, literally tied him up in knots. And at one stage, he has him completely tied up, prone, but with his uh, genitals (laughs) exposed. (laughs) Not out. (laughs) And Super Dragon just comes in and just just kicks him in the dick.
1: (laughs) But for a brief second, you think maybe Superstar going to save Excalibur. Maybe he's just going to say, "Okay, that's enough. You stretch him enough. No, but he just kicks him straight in the dick. Like and straight
0: in the dick.
3: And like a really horrible, like downward, like heel kick. Like this is not a comedy pro wrestling kick in the balls. He stomped this man's dick.
0: No half measures with Superstar. Me. No,
2: that's, that's what he said to them when they could heal. i want to kick him in the dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I thought when Johnny Storm and Super Dragon were in the ring together, they were great as well. I always like seeing when Super Dragon gets to bust out his lucha stuff. He did it against Excalibur as well, actually. You can tell that they've wrestled each other a hundred times as well. They're so polished together. Yeah, and even aside from the dick kick, I just have in my Super
3: Dragon loves beating the shit out of Excalibur in, in true wrestling form, where the best of friends love teeing
0: off on each other in matches. That's why this it is it's a real sport, not like MMA. Where you're like, Oh, I won't fight him, he's my camp mate. <laughs> These are real warriors. <laughs> Yeah, this was my match of the year, two thousand
1: four. So, All
3: right, we'll Alrighty. cancel
0: those awards.
1: Nothing else happens of note. <laughs> was-
3: yeah, those they, they are the, the MVPs for sure of the of the whole tournament.
1: There was a lot going on at the end. So many near falls. It was just amazing.
0: The finish is that Danielson's on the outside. Johnny Storm goes and dives on the outside, completely abandoning his partner, who gets supernatural drivers and pinned. So,
2: not, not a great teammate, really.
0: <laughs> Should have stuck with Dragon.
2: Yeah <laughs> But I think a great showing from him. Like it's it's weird going seeing him looking so young, blue eyed, just taking
3: you
1: know taking American by storm. And the crowd loved it. There was Johnny Chance at the, the end,
3: which I thought was amazing and very special for him. He was great here. I feel like, I don't know if we've seen one yet on these shows, but he did a top row Poison Rana, Johnny Storm did, to Super Dragon. I don't think that was very commonplace at the time. I suppose you see one every weekend now, but like that was a pretty, pretty shocking
0: move at the time, I'd imagine.
2: Definitely one of the forefathers <laughs> of British wrestling and the first to be
1: in PWG.
0: Yep, the first European as well.
1: Let's go with it. Well, the action does not stop there.
0: No, after the match, <laughs> Danielson offers a fan into the ring. Super Dragon attacks a fan. These shows are the Wild West. This happens so many times for show. Every show, there seems to be something. And it doesn't always just involve Super Dragon. Now, it mainly does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, there is a brawl. Super Dragon starts to throw punches and a fan pushes Super Dragon, which might be the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Why would you, why would you? Now there is a huge security guard and he helps to break it up. But then as this is all going on, People run out.
0: Bosch's crew attack Excalibur. Dragon tries to save, he also gets a beat down. Who who, who could come out to rescue these two boys mm. but Disco Machine? Disco Machine against three guys. How would he run them off? He brings a knife. Graduated from brick to knife. <laughs> he chases the heels off.
1: But it was looked like a butter knife.
0: <laughs> it did not look <laughs> but sharp. But there
1: was a very funny moment where they throw a chair at the knife. <laughs> so you've got a knife. Well, we'll just bat it away with this chair. Poor Scorpio's guy breaks his chain, which I feel is deserved because he punched Excalibur. Yeah, kind of. agreed.
0: Our next match was a squash match, pretty much. It was Samoa Joe and Puma, Lilo and Stitch, against the Ballards twins. Um <laughs> it's
2: right it's just twins. Yeah. It's just, yeah.
0: Whatever, yeah. yeah. As little thought as possible went into that name. Puma wasn't really in this match at all. Joe just beat the two of them by himself pretty um, much.
2: So I actually forgot to watch this match because I had <laughs> a spice bag delivery during it and I forgot to pause. But I do remember I'll I'll read some excerpt later of Samojo's Joe's Live Journal. Shannon Ballard actually got injured in this match, so I think it wasn't meant to be as quick. Okay. I think there's meant to be a bit more action in
3: I think I think that was evident you know the match kind of ground to a halt at a certain point I couldn't see a, they very awkwardly rolled him out of the ring and a couple of people I think Punk actually might have been one of them came out and the crowd died in like the last 30 did seconds. he have a door no he did not have the door with him um, uh, or table they're um, all on
0: the west side I don't want to move his leg <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> someone um, yelling he's selling no um, yeah it was very very awkward there towards the end
1: yeah it's this sort of match you really miss commentary for the crowd just wanted to. Mojo, we just wanted some Mojo You're kind of deflated from the last match Joe comes in, cleans house
0: Done, bye Our next match is the third member of Team Cheesmo, Disco Machine Teaming with a fellow SoCal wrestler Rising Sun, billed as the Shanghai Knights, against B-Boy And Homicide, dubbed Friday. Um, I noticed Disco Has frosted tips now Very good, <laughs> to gorgeous. go with his Farmer in a Disco aesthetic
2: Love it Homicide hasn't aged.
0: No. He also yes. hasn't changed in any way.
2: No. And I love it. Yeah. Homicide's homicide. Homicide is one of those guys. He's just. He oozes cool. And like he's a badass. And I think him and B-Boy you just look at them and they're like. Yeah. They're tough motherfuckers.
3: Conversely. Rising Sun looks like someone out of that dancing goth meme. You know where people put different <laughs> music over there. Yes, he did um, a very long leather duster on. Yeah, yeah, Excalibur esque physique also as well. Yeah, he he um,
1: looked
2: sorry. Does he looked like you know those um wrestling shows as like WWF superstars and have like fake cane? And yeah, he looked yeah. like fake Super Dragon.
0: That's exactly what I thought at a half glance. So don't hit me, Emma, that it was Super Dragon just. In a red gimmick. And he was just going to wrestle twice. Just as red Super Dragon and green Super Dragon.
1: Rising Sun, yeah, he's a funny wrestler in that he's had... He has been in some really good matches. But outside of those four matches, he doesn't really... He has a very kind of strange career. Um... He was, like, known in Rev Pro for beating Super Dragon in a tournament. I think it's like, the Spirit Tournament in a two out of three falls match. And it is one of my, f- not my favourite Super Dragon matches, but it's up there. And um, he's also was in a really good tag with, I think, Taro against Super Dragon Scalabert. And, again, he was brilliant. But then you kind of wonder, was he just really good in these matches? Mm-hmm. Because in this match, he was bad.
0: Yeah. And it showed. The, the match itself wasn't much... B-Boy and Homicide progress after B-Boy hits Rising Sun with uh, the only good shining wizard the company has ever seen. <laughs> so the penultimate first round match sees a big return to the company. And no, I don't mean Sarah Del Rey. I mean her partner, one Mr. Apollo Khan, who take on Vito and Sal Tomaselli who are billed as the Blues Brothers 2000 and Khan and Sarah Del Rey are dubbed 48 hours. Very happy to see Mr Khan back in action. He was looking good. Much missed, yeah, the gold standard.
2: Sarah Del Rey also looked great. Do you think so?
0: yeah. I thought her gear was atrocious. I thought her gear was very bad. Yeah.
2: No, just, but she looked great in but the she match. Did,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, no, she was the best person in this in match. Yeah, for sure. By Jeez, well,
2: I don't want to comment
3: on appearances.
0: <laughs> well, she was wearing bell bottoms. I'm
2: not the one. <laughs> yeah.
3: um, I feel like we said that on the first show as well. No, it was, it was, it was like the exact same.
2: It was like the same gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, very bad gear. That's a shame. But she looked great.
0: Yeah. What I didn't like about this match is like it was... Oh, there's a girl wrestler in here, and it was all like the Tomaselli's being shitty, cheap heels. Going, oh, we don't respect her. She's a girl. Because
1: they're not very good, yeah. so they have to resort. So. So, yeah, I actually thought so that was the highlight of the match when every time one of them would hit Sarah, they'd boo, and when she hit back, they'd cheer.
3: I thought that was the only interesting part of the match. One of them grappled with her briefly, and someone yelled, "He's got a boner," which is very mature.
1: <laughs> I didn't
3: um, did that. Uh, which I don't think I and I'd be honest. I did look. I don't think he had one. We? we didn't have a, a John Cena Trish Stratus situation, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately,
3: it's, it's always funnier if it's actually true, you know. So,
1: I'm sorry, Zig. Uh, Apollo Khan, not great. Explain. <laughs> Wasn't a good wrestler. How so? He was bad in his How so?
0: I, <laughs> I think we saw a different match but that's fine.
1: Okay, tell Take me your care. highlights. Tell me your Apollo highlights. highlights. Um, what was the best part?
0: Oh, I'm just trying to... The he's, notes are smudged here.
1: He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's reading off a of phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's fingerprints all over it. you got a um, cheese mark. Oh, it's it. a
2: big crack yeah. in
0: it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was not his time to shine. He gave Del Rey that moment. A very, gentleman. Very, very gracious wrestler. I've, I've always said Fair pay Yeah. yeah. No, there wasn't much to this match. He didn't do much. The the other two were no very one win really either. Did Yeah, and the the other two guys
3: are the very creative wrestler looking uh, dudes. And them, if them, because I, I didn't read the results of this, I thought them winning. I did not see
0: that coming. I thought that was a bizarre choice. So Delray gets thrown into the crowd through a few rows of chairs, and the Thomaselli's pin con after hitting a double Van Terminator yeah. in front of the ref and that's fine I guess so yeah
2: With all the slant
0: yeah all right. Mr.
1: Patrick Hernandez the ref yeah. well
0: then our final tournament match is Christopher Daniels and Messiah going by We're No Angels against CM Punk and his pal Chris Hero City Slickers 2 The Legend of Curly's Gold And Punk and Hero come out to 99 Problems.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: This is a real 2003 mixtape show of entrance themes. Some good choices.
1: Can we talk about Messiah? Yes. Great. Do you know the Messiah story? No. Wonderful. It's one of my favourite wrestling stories. So, Messiah. The Messiah was um, fired... From XPW, it was alleged that he had an affair with Rob Black's wife. Rob Black was the owner of XPW. His wife was porn star Lizzie Borden. Then, a couple of months later, there was a wrestling show, and someone in the crowd shouted, you fucked Rob Black's wife, or something along those lines. And he replied, he'd he always denied the allegations, and but then he shouted back, yeah, and she loved it. A couple of weeks later, Masai had a home invasion. Two men came in with a garden shears, and cut off his thumb, and went to cut off his penis, but he was able to fight them off. They took the thumb, which led people to believe, and led everyone to believe, they were sent as a hit. They went to cut off his penis. Possibly by Rob Black, but that's never been confirmed. So, yeah, I think this was 2002 that this happened, so, he has no thumb. I
3: didn't even notice that he had no thumb.
1: Yeah. I think it's just, like, the top of it that he doesn't have. But you can kind of notice when he...
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what, X... Oh, now you're going to comment on XPW. They'll fucking have a horse in my bed in the morning if I say anything. That's my Messiah story. It's great. That was better. That was better than the match, I'll (laughs) say. Messiah kind of has Punk's body, minus
0: tattoos. He's a very uh, similar shape. Got a few courtesy chants at the start of the match Which was nice of the crowd Considering he's in there with three much bigger stars
3: I thought it was a joke Because I, I, there was one that immediately came after a hero chant And I thought it was, he was someone was doing a bit
0: Maybe it was his like, family or something Chris Hero is obviously someone that you associate with PWG But much later PWG mm-hmm. I didn't associate garbage bag looking <laughs> Skinny indie hero with like he he's always been a CZW Chikara guy to me but it was, it was great to see him back then being old wacky heel hero
2: and I liked seeing him team with Punk because it was around this time or just before they were having those 90 minute matches like 60 minute draws you know and i Mid-South and all those companies so it's cool to see them team up and have fun mm. Again, I think it's like the theme of Punk and PWG is him having the time of his life.
0: Yeah, him and Hero seemed to be two buddies who were coming and having a good weekend. Yeah, when you mentioned like associating this
3: era of Hero with yeah, it was more IWA kind of came to mind, specifically because he was with
0: Punk. The look in particular is kind of iconic in its own bad way. I thought this match was on the upper end of matches on this show, which it doesn't say much, but it was all right. Yeah, if Daniels in there, you know, the, the most solid person, on, on one of the most solid people on the card. And, like, Daniels has always been a great tag wrestler. Mm. Like, it was even Ring of Honor, TNA, you always just gave him a partner, and the tag matches were always great. It didn't matter who he was with. Yeah. So, Punk and Hero take the win with a blockbuster doomsday device, which is really not a move I expected from them, especially from Punk doing a, yeah. a blockbuster off Hero's shoulders. That concludes the uh, tournament matches for round one. So our main event of the evening was three months in the making. The PWG Championship match as Frankie Kazarian defends against Adam Pearce. Justin Roberts informed us that uh, there would be a 20-minute time limit. Nothing ominous about that at all. What an odd number as that. I'm not sure I've ever seen a 20-minute time limit match before.
1: bit short for a title match.
0: Yep. And it didn't even go twenty minutes.
1: <laughs> I was annoyed that they didn't have movie names.
0: This is serious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the PWG tattoo titles aren't
0: Who'd they ever be? Well,
1: what would their movies be if you had to pick them? Obviously Back to the Future would be Frank Kazarian. What would Adam Pierce's movie be? Hmm. Old school. Ooh.
3: Very good. The wrestler.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, rest
0: I. in peace Randy Theron oh god it be like some shitty western
1: yeah <laughs> what's that one where Clint Eastwood's racist oh Gran Torino Gran Torino Gran Torino, Gran Torino
3: yeah <laughs> imagine being billed as Gran
1: Torino
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like someone in the crowd had a crap iron
1: <laughs>
0: sign got him
1: inventive but Adam Pierce's retort douchebag yeah you know
0: took the mic for
1: that it was worth it yeah so while he's being distracted by crap iron and Cairn comes in from the back and attacks him
2: (laughs) there is a lot of that in this promotion yeah a lot of attacks from behind and sneak attacks and trickery and treachery Um, it's it's just a lot it's too much for me
0: but like half of them are fans as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's something.
0: After getting the upper hand on Pierce, um Gazarian steals Vanderpyle's sign, scribbles out whatever he wrote on it we couldn't get to see, and wrote uh, the coolest.
3: <laughs> He's so lame.
1: Uh, <laughs> Rude. <laughs>
0: Oh bless him.
1: There was a lot of stalling in this match. There's one stage uh, Kazarian takes a condom from Nox's pocket.
0: A Trojan. A
1: Trojan. For no reason what's I thought this was supposed to be a serious match. Like why is this
0: happening? It was very unusual, really out of place because like <laughs> Kazarian also doesn't have the charisma to pull that stuff off.
2: But like after the last show, the promos was at the end, real serious. Well, Frankie was anyway. To well, no
0: more Mister Nice Frankie.
2: Yeah, no, we're, we're, he still comes out in I don't know. Um, it's like they forgot that they that they cut those promos. At
0: the I sort sure of feel like this happens a lot though. There's a lot of inconsistencies with some of the guys. I don't know if it's that they're not not agented, but they're not being told to stick to certain things enough. And it is a new promotion and run by wrestlers. It's the classic wrestlers running the promotion
3: thing, yeah. Um, even like we talked in the previous episodes, Team Cheese Mo—they're back and forth, all all over the place. Like it's it's yeah, it's kind of whatever suits on a given night based on what talent they have access to.
0: It was this match actually where the guy wouldn't move for Pierce as he tried to throw Frankie. Into the chairs. Which actually... I'm glad he didn't move. Because that would have been the fourth match where this happened. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, it, it is, like, at this point... You just can't, Like, yeah, there's a lot of repetition of things happening on this show. It's like... Usually... OK, you find out stuff that's happening maybe in the main event and sort of like, OK, we won't do that in our match because we need to save that spot for the main event. Or there's a bit of, a bit of communication across the board of, OK, let's not rep, like repeat spots throughout the show because we want the audience to be engaged. And, yeah, that just doesn't happen.
0: Adam Pierce hit uh, body scissors at on one stage, which I'm not sure was it meant to be a body scissors or was it a hurricane round that he just didn't get high enough for?
1: I thought it was the latter
0: Yeah Good job Adam <laughs> <laughs> The match went on And on And on Until Frankie Hit a Spanish fly To get the visual pin But unfortunately The time ran out So Frankie retains anyway But it was a 20 minute Time limit draw That for some reason Only took 17 minutes Yeah But there you go It's like the opposite Of
3: when like New Japan does this But they actually Time it down to The proper second Of the hour peak of just like professionalism and timing and it is this or it's like well just do the finish and we'll ring the bell when you do
0: it and we'll call it 20 minutes Kaz retains his belt but he gets on the mic um, and challenges Pierce to a rematch for some reason and says that they brought the best out of each other (sighs) he hates him but he respects him I hate that I hate you but I respect you stuff oh god so lame he went for the handshake and the hug but then Pierce slaps him and they brawl and Pierce escapes. Hated so. it.
2: No, just no. Why, first of all, why would you want to give him a rematch? Stop being nice guy. You're not nice guy Frankie anymore, Frankie. You said so.
3: This was established. Stop, stop
2: being nice. This is, you know, this is meant to be like a, not a blood feud, but an intense, serious feud. Don't challenge him again. Let him challenge you. They didn't fight back up for it. Oh, no, I'm done with the company. And we are done with night (laughs) one. Well, after Night 1, some of our friends went out as documented by the actual coolest man on this show, Samoa Joe.
0: Debatable. Apollo Khan was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shannon Ballard. This is how I remember that Shannon Ballard got injured because Samoa Joe says so. And he says that it was scary for a lot of them and thankfully he's doing okay. The ballads are tough, resilient sun guns and he had to t- have a few drinks to take the edge off Samoa So they went to the after party at the Green Girl Saloon. You're kidding. <laughs> so Samoa Joe left directions in the locker room for anyone who wanted to show up. So it was Punk, B-Boy, Homicide and himself that went out the initial group. And it was chill. Two girls were working that... Joe wasn't familiar with. So, Homicide and B-Boy played pool and had a sea walking contest while Punk and I toasted Diet Pepsi to vodka tonic. Out back came my girl, whose birthday was the day before. She strutted out, started serving wet pussy shots, and then it became on. Oh. <laughs> Through the door came Rocky Romero, Havana Pitbull fame, and Nozawa. Nozawa in his goofy mexico japanese <laughs> proclaims, bring me the tequila. So, my birthday girl does, and it's patron all round. Um, how do I pronounce the oh,
0: Nazawa back.
3: But not booked, <laughs> just out.
2: <laughs> so, of course, Nazawa begins the infamous Outra, Outra, Outra chant, and round after round is being served. You all know how this is going to end, Joe says. I do, because
0: I've read the story before. I don't, so tell us, please.
2: So, through the door becomes Adam Pierce, Baby Slim, and Alcatraz. And now the party is starting to pick up. The fellows are having a good time. I'm doing body shots off the bartenders and rambling in Spanish, Japanese and ghetto fabulous English. But everyone <laughs> seems to understand me. We, may, <laughs> we, may, we make Nozawa start crying calling people on our cell phones, which is hilarious. Nozawa in turn calls Akio Hamada in Japan and hands me the phone. I sound like a blithering idiot, but Akio is cool and tells me to take it easy and stop hanging out around Nozawa. We both have a laugh, and I curse out Najawa if you're putting me on the spot. Oh no, how am I going to do this next part without being racist? He tells me to fuck off in a very broken Japanese-English accent, so it's all good. I didn't want to read how he took it No, 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 good call, good call. um, Slim busts out the Keep It Gangsta shirts for the ladies, and we took some promo photos. We close out the salute, and everyone's having a great time. Now, of course, everyone, sans you-know-who, is bombed off their ass. So, of course, the designated driver would be our straight-edge saviour, CM Mother Flippin' Punk. <laughs> Unfortunately, the car we came in is a stick, and Punk don't drive no stick. So, on the way home, we start out every 50 feet. I'm cracking punk on Punk hard from the backseat with Homicide, and he is, in turn, cutting the mother of straight-edge promos on my drunk ass. <laughs> the B-Boy and Homicide are laughing their asses off. We get home and Rocky and Ozeo have joined us since they are both adequately messed up themselves and you should never drink and drive. We chill on my back patio, but I've had enough for the first time in a long time and I need to evacuate the good old stomach. I do some minor praying to the porcelain altar and my body decides it's time to shut down. (laughs) I do shut down and I should have known better since everyone else is still awake and very stupid. Joe goes to sleep. And chaos ensues. I know this from other stories, but I'm gonna read it from Joe's perspective. So, this is the next day, and this is what Joe wakes up to. When I arise in the morning, my pad is a battlefield. Men are scattered about the floor, falling from where they once stood, and my place is a shambles. Somewhere during the night, the chicken burrito fairy decided to visit and spread the remnants of her <laughs> magical burrito all over my carpet. <laughs> then the fuck up your DVD collection fairy stopped in and down near <laughs> kicked over my storage shelf. Warzone does not do the place justice. Also, sometime during the night, Side so had to use the restroom but stumbled to the wrong side of the room and came with a few seconds of using an alarm CM punk for a port <laughs> <laughs> Punk basically woke up to the Homicide standing over him, trying to pee on him. Oh, no. And then Punk had to, like, direct him to the bathroom. And Punk didn't hear any noise coming from the bathroom for the longest time. So Homicide fell asleep in the bathroom, and Punk was like, oh, God, like, thought he was dead. But then, like, a few hours later, all he hears coming from the bathroom is like, who spilled this water on the floor? (laughs) And so he obviously pissed on the floor. um, (laughs) Whatever. Anyway... It will give a whole new meaning to, I'm a piss at you. Regardless, I get my bearings and I ask Punk, where is Rocky? He says, he left at around seven this morning. And then I go, where's Nozawa? Punk responds, "Uh, I thought Rocky had, uh, I don't know. So Nozawa is lost. They don't know where Nozawa is. They don't know where he went to, what he's up to. And they didn't hear from him for months. That was their night,
0: Chaos. i um Joe is a very uh, adept writer. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's yeah. a wordsmith. He's a good storyteller, yeah.
2: He forgot to mention, though, that they painted his feet blue.
0: They did, they painted his uh, toenails. Yeah,
2: it was Punk. Was it Punk and Rocky? I think so. Um, they painted, yeah, because they were like, oh, let's paint his nails. And yeah. Punk was like, oh, I'm funny. I'm going to paint his nails blue. And they painted his whole foot. They said that Joe was not happy when he woke up. So oh, because yeah.
1: his foot had started to stick to all the sheets.
2: Yeah. It's one of my favourite stories, Damn, imagine being a, a fly on the wall. Yeah,
1: cause, why was Nozawa there? Because he had to get a flight back the to, next day. Yeah, to Japan. To Japan, and that's why they were like, how did he get to the airport? And I think, to this day, still no one
0: knows. <laughs> he probably doesn't remember.
1: Yeah. Joe said that the
2: PWG6 thought they'd hired dead, Day of the Dead extras for the show, but we eventually perked up and did our thing, so...
0: A few heads on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and
2: I think it's telling
0: on like too. Thank you for that, Sarah. And with that, we'll conclude night one. And we'll be back in a few to finish the tournament with night two of the Tango and Cash Invitational.
4: Pull out the skull, remove the cancer Breaking his back, chisel next for the answer Supersonic, bionic, robot, voodoo power Equator X, my chance to flex skills on Ampex With power meters and heaters, gauge, antifreeze, octagon, oxygen, and aluminum intoxicants more waste up, low blood cells, and your face react with four bombs and six fire missiles. Armed with seven rounds of space doodle pistols, you may not believe living on the Earth planet. My skin is green and silver, forehead looking mean. Astronauts get played, tough like a ukulele as I move the rockets, overriding levels. Nothing's aware, same data, same system. <laughs>
0: And we are back for night two of the Tango and Cash Invitational, starting off with the quarterfinal matches, Quicksilver and Chris Bosch against Scott Lost and Joey Ryan. It was weird seeing Bosch against Lost and Ryan.
2: Yeah, because I actually, the, I suppose in my... PWG watching days, the the tag team that I think of is Bosch and Lost. Because they were just so funny together. And I actually think they brought the best out of each other more so than, say, Joey and and Scott. I think Scott Lost got to show a lot more personality when he was with Bosch. So going back to see them face off was very, oh, we know what's soon to come.
0: Quicksilver and Bosch were accompanied by Charles Mercury and Scorpio Sky but Excalibur comes out to presumably banish them but a member of the crowd, Mr Excitement (laughs) well it's even better than the fact that it is
3: Mr Excitement Excalibur gets heckled by an an unseen voice from off camera he picks the mic up and says if I wanted to hear from you I would have booked you on this show (laughs) and then like something from the office the camera pans and goes into focus and there's Mr Excitement (laughs) sitting down with a stupid look on his face with empty seats everywhere all around him him, like he's like the most unpopular The, the continually bizarre relationship of Mr Excitement and PWG management I am so confounded by this man
0: so Excalibur declares that there should be no minorities at ringside banishes Scorpio Sky and Charles Mercury
1: and um, the explanation worked really well together in this Joey seems to be really fired up proud seems a lot more engaged this night than the previous night but I think maybe they just kind of lost their steam the night before
2: yeah and they weren't out like some of the lads so it's probably got a bit of rest
0: this guy doesn't heed Excalibur's decree and interferes in the match anyway and just stays there at ringside. <laughs> yeah, two, two really stupid things like,
3: I think kill the crowd as well for this. Sky runs in, so immediately killing that. But also uh, Phoenix Star just hits a low blow right in front of the referee and there's, I, I'll have it in my notes when we get to a later match, but that happens at least one other time on this show just doing it in front of the ref and it was just really really uh, kind of took the wind out of the match
0: despite the interference Quicksilver and Bosch come up short as the X Foundation win via their pendulum backbreaker elbow drop mm-hmm. combo and after the match the heels attack them and Excalibur and Disco Machine come out to run them off so maybe we're getting a big four on four down the line or something yeah.
1: It's yeah. It seems to be really setting up the PWG six versus the the anti PWG boys. Right. Because I do feel like in the last few shows there's just been so many turns and alignments that it is quite hard to keep up. The explanation are now friends with Chismo SBS. For the sake of the company, possibly.
0: Bar, Joy Ryan and Super Dragon. There is that one consistency (laughs) that they still hate each other. So at least there's that. Our next quarterfinal match is the Havana Pitbulls against Double Dragon.
2: This match was quite short. I understand why Double Dragon needed to be strong, you know, going throughout the tournament. But I just think... The pitbulls are so impressive still.
0: I thought Rocky was the star of this match. Yeah. I thought he was incredible in it.
2: He really, really just showed what he was made of and no better people to do it in there with to, to show off with it. like then and Super Dragon and Brian Danielson. Like, this was actually probably one of my favourite matches of the weekend. And that's why I wish it did go a bit longer. Maybe if this was a semi-finals match, it would have had that and it would have had more length and it would have had more of a peak and valley to it. But I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Did anyone notice the fan telling... Danielson that he sucked yeah and then Danielson like looked at him and he blamed the guy beside him instead <laughs> and Danielson laughed uh, what did you guys make by
3: the way of Danielson's gear he was like blue and white and it
1: was kind of it was American yeah the it was American dragon.
0: dragon yeah it's what you'd always see when he was in Shawn Michaels promotion that yeah. was the gear that he always I wore I liked it yeah so weird seeing
3: him in two-tone because yeah. I always associate American Dragon ND Brian with N.D. Uh, Bryan with just the one tone, whether it was the blue or the maroon. No, I, I like this a lot. My main takeaway was, like, I don't know what condition Dragon's in these days, but I'd love to see like, any combination of these four guys in a singles match in 2019, I'd actually still love to see, especially because we you know Rocky is still you know, still killing it these days. What was up with the finish? It seemed like it ended prematurely and Bryan looked kind of annoyed. Did anyone get anything on that?
0: And that it was just a dragon suplex, yeah. like, maybe fitting, I don't know. But yeah, Brian Anderson hits a dragon suplex, and Super Dragon was obviously meant to come in and kick Reyes off the apron, but he was late to it, so Reyes didn't even try and come in to break up the pin. It just looked really, yeah, it looked like there was a bit of a miscommunication on mm. whether that should be the finish or not. After the match, Super Dragon went around giving stiff handshakes to people. <laughs> squeezing was, their hands this
1: was actually my favourite part um, yeah when he gets he's giving kind of and then he gets really mad that a fan has just reached out and touched him so he turns to kind of like braced up then realises it's a hot girl
3: and just gives her a high five <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Because he did the classic Super Dragon aggressive yeah, turn. Like, who the like, fuck touched like, me? Oh, no, it's a pretty lady. <laughs> and a high five, of all high things. Five for you, like,
0: sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> I know Super Dragon is a character and all this, but this man is a psychopath.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Rick Reyes in the background driver. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Respect. Our next quarterfinal is Joan Puma against B-Boy and Homicide. We had the G-Unit mega mix during the
3: entrances, which I appreciated. Two songs off Beg for Mercy, great album. Popular things and my buddy. That's right. Good songs, good album.
2: This feels so wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ever say
0: thangs again. That's what the song is called, <laughs> Zeke. I'm going to call it by its name. I enjoyed uh, any interaction between Joe and Homicide. And the exact same thing written down. So entirely. did the crowd. <laughs> yeah. The crowd were into it. Joe wanted a bit of payback for him pissing on his floor. <laughs> True. Did you notice as well? At one stage, Joe goes to tap Puma on the shoulder, but uh, Puma obviously doesn't see who it is and must think it's Homicide Reboy and he sells it. <laughs> <laughs> And you can turn around and smack him, but saw
3: it was a hot Samoa Joe and give him a high five. Puma was kind of the odd man out because like even B Boy and Joe were slapping the shit out of each other and everyone was going crazy. And Puma was just kind of there. like He was outclassed classed by yeah, everyone.
2: I suppose he was still so young. He's probably what, like still 20.
0: He's a very weird presence on these shows though. Yeah. He's been on most of them, has offered absolutely nothing. like I couldn't tell you a thing that he's done in most of his matches. Oh, this was actually yeah. This was the match that had the
3: second low blow right in front of the ref, directly before the finish. Uh, homicide low blowed Puma before
0: a Cop Killer. Homicide picks up the win for his team via Cop Killer, and afterwards he, in true Homicide fashion, shakes Puma's hand and slaps Joe, and you can tell Joe was not expecting that. Like he full on reaches for him, and like Homicide's laughing. <laughs> Like as you said earlier, sir, like he just pissed on his floor like that later or the night before.
2: I just love that friendship so much. I love that group. Like yeah. Homicide
0: is definitely that guy that he's like, Oh, he annoys you so much but you love him.
2: Yeah, he's he's their it's like he's their guy. Yeah. I love him.
0: Yeah, he's that friend you excuse. Like, oh that's homicide. Our final quarter final match of the evening is the always memorable Thomas <laughs> against Chris Hero and C M. Punk. I just wrote, for this match, hero and punk, doomsday blockbuster, long nothing. Anyone else have anything more?
2: Yeah, uh, no, because I felt the same way and I felt really sad that I felt like that about a hero and punk match. The other team are just nothing.
1: Yeah, they're jobbers. They had no right being in this match. They took a beating. This was so long. I so just wanted them to
3: die. I have to say... I didn't like Thomas Selly's. I didn't like Chris Hero or CM Punk in this match either. Because when they were in charge, they were also sitting in holes, doing nothing very dry, very boring. I mean, fair enough, you're in there against some kind of jabroni heels who were there in charge, that's what they're going to do. But where was the spark from anyone in this match? It was so long. The only thing I kind of liked was hero fighting two against one near the end was kind of a bit of fire, and that was good. But God.
2: At least Punk he... had an excuse. He was out in four, had to drive a stick.
0: A lot of Diet Pepsi. A lot
2: of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Diet Pepsi. probably doing shots of cranberry juice again.
0: But, um
2: what's hero's excuse like he probably went back to his
0: he was up watching tapes yeah the
2: <laughs> studying like come on man
0: alright so moving swiftly on to what was my favourite match of the weekend Double Dragon against X Foundation Dragon of course again getting
3: into it with a fan and had the longest death stare with this fan after they were sort of separated to the point they just rang the bell because he was taking so long to get back in the ring they just started the match with him still peering into this guy.
1: But Danielson is a very supportive partner and said, now that we have everybody's attention, I would like to publicly call out that man <laughs> and pointed him out. Because he was, he was being an asshole.
0: Yeah. I thought whenever Danielson was in with Scott to Joey Ryan and like I imagine he's around the same age as them yeah but he's like younger than, younger than them but he see like he seemed like the veteran stretching out the two kids he was so good and like he took them through the match he's just incredible to see him even then yeah the season pro it and made them look great
2: I think it's so funny because Joey Ryan's this technical wizard that's his nickname and he's in there with as we know now one of the best in the world at that at that style and was totally outclassed.
3: We got more wacky Brian later when there was a baseball slide that sent both Dragon and Brian into the crowd. And as Brian was getting up, he looks like he very deliberately did this himself, sort of got a folding chair caught on his chair and it that like he was being attacked by a shark and was flopping around like crazy on the floor. It was very, very good.
2: The man can do it wrong. Yeah. He can do anything. And he did everything this weekend, he played every single different character, whatever he had to be at that moment in time in the match, he did it, and he did it so well.
0: Striking, grappling, being wacky, uh, just everything. Once again, as they have every single time that we've seen them in the ring together, Joy Ryan and Super Dragon was magic again. Yeah, big big reaction from the crowd when they were slapping each other around. And Joey Ryan did the violence party to
3: him. Which that was great. Was great. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It looked like he was really laying it in, which you know is what Super Dragon would want.
1: There was um, a lovely double stomp to Joey's dick by Super Dragon. And it's so weird to see Joey Ryan selling really well. He was really selling the
3: leg or the knee. Joey, yeah, doing the Northern Lights and he he acted like he could barely hold the bridge. Brilliant.
0: Great, so great. Joey Ryan and Super Dragon aren't done yet. They obviously wanted to keep Joey Ryan relatively strong. So Brian Danielson taps out Scott Lost via cattle mutilation. Our next semi-final match is B-Boy and Homicide against Punk and Hero. Hero coming out in his black gear that just looked atrocious. Yeah. But it it was such a Chris Hero thing to do to change his gear between matches. Yeah,
1: I thought that was strange.
2: Probably brought like a rail with him on his way to California and put it up in the locker room. I was like, which colour will I wear? (laughs) He has about 10 of them. B-Boy has really
0: skinny arms, but I still fancy him. (laughs) That was my notes that is exactly what it says I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Punk also came out in his misfit shorts and I hated those and I hated the Spitfire ones too they just made him look so indie and cheap when he had like someone else's brand on yeah. his short I did have not for
3: this match but for earlier in, in the tournament I did have a, a note somewhere Punk does fit in with a lot of the shindy early 2000s guys on these shows in general because the shorts and everything about the look I just really didn't like at the time so
0: they're doing the thing in the match where Punk's arm is fucked and like he sells it really well like he doesn't move I think it's his left arm mm-hmm. at any point in the match and any B-Boy or Homicide focus on it his selling was really good that pretty much was the story of the match there wasn't really much else to it they did the uh, equivalent of a modern day superkick party where they all took turns doing
3: Shining Wizards which I thought was terrible uh, pretty bad <laughs> terrible. yeah. terrible because it looks more because it is least a superkick you can kind of throw out of nowhere it looked very choreographed I suppose
0: is probably the best word the extreme Varying heights Between each man <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Same CM Punk is a Terrible step up of yeah, yeah that was always Terrible
2: oh. as well
0: And Dragons is great Which I noticed Yes B-Boy and Homicide Progress in this one We get a break From tournament action Next As Kaz Defends his title In a Four corner survival match Against mdog 20 Johnny Storm And Baby Slim
1: This just didn't Make any sense Hello, Why do these people deserve a shot at the yeah. title lost Yeah, it. They've all lost, and then you've got like other contenders from all the other math or shows that want a shot at the title. And you get these randomers Come on, baby slim.
3: Come that bit's fine
2: but should have just had Adam Pearce again yeah. oh I mean, right. offered,
3: come on now it wasn't that bad a, he
2: offered him a rematch
3: yeah. I, uh, I thought they were going to do like a Wasteman Challenge at the start because they did dancing and rapping and comedy shows and it was
0: very like the Bola six man tag Like yeah. it was it was just a palate cleanser before the final
2: I thought M-Dog was very funny dancing to in the Club
3: he that, had a little fake medallion as well coming yeah, out
2: yeah. I actually really liked that bit of personality from him he shines the brightest when he dances.
0: I like the Baby Slim because himself and M-Dog were a team the previous night. He explained to M-Dog that it's nothing personal. He wants the belt though. And M-Dog accepted it. And during the match, because so it was like a four-corner survival style, four-way, two guys were in the ring, two guys were out. M-Dog is in a submission and Baby Slim kicks the ropes in his direction so he can grab them and I thought that was a sweet little moment well he has heart what a man
2: booking wise I don't know why would M-Dog be the first eliminated that just didn't sit well with me like one of the guys who they were trying to build up and they're doing this whole kind of character change for him I suppose turning on Jared you know trying to be serious and he's the first one eliminated I just thought it might have been a good chance for him to look really
3: good Yeah, so M-Dog was pinned by Storm after, I guess, a a version of a supernatural driver, kind of like that. The Wonder World. The Wonder World. I thought Storm was pretty good in this match. Maybe Slim killed him with a second rope spear, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, eliminating him. But before that, when Storm goes to tag Slim in, maybe Slim refuses. And he goes, every time I tag in, I only get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) So smart, man. Um, So yeah, it came down to Baby Slim and Kaz. Once again, Kaz, a non-entity in this match with three scrubs. Yeah, yeah. Vanderpile came out I guess
3: teasing The 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 Pierce thing that was to come But he distracted the ref Baby Slim got a visual pin On Kazarian So basically setting him up As the one true contender <laughs> <to> <laughs> The <laughs> proper <A>
0: champion,
1: champion.
3: <laughs> Oh my Did god
1: they, No Yeah This just Because you didn't believe Any of these people Were going to win So it was just like Okay who's that next Grant Grant Okay cool all right, baby Slim is last one left, yeah. really? And then
3: Kaz beat him with a pump kick as well, which was,
0: the- oh, what a bizarre man. So after Kaz gets the win, Pierce comes out and attacks him. He lays him out and he goes to pile drive him through a table. He puts Kaz on the table, gets up himself, but the table <laughs> collapses under the weight of them. I guess there wasn't any doors around. <laughs> so Pierce goes and grabs another table and in what turned out to actually be a blessing, because it was a much cooler visual. Yeah. Pile drives, cars from the apron through the table. Yeah, that was cool. The busted table was a very funny, calamitous fall that they took.
1: Pride did not care that Pierce came out. Mm-hmm. Like they were sick no, of it. What uh, what really pissed me off was that the security guards who had been keeping Super Dragon back from beating up fans. Helped Adam Pierce set up a table to put <laughs> Kazarian through. But There's he didn't want Punk to come and shout at him. <laughs> there is absolutely no consistency in the security guards. Why? This is this is the top down, Emma. I think Vanderpyle is obviously in collusion with the security that he's giving. He's paying them off. I was really mad by this. Just let Super Dragon fight the fans.
2: This sounds really bad. I just I don't care. I think the stuff from the night before made me just not care about this feud at all. Like They have not built this. Why didn't they do this the night before? He looked like a dork in the match by not not being a good part of it. And then they do this angle at the end and it's like, no, why would I care? They they ruined it after the, the time limit draw and Frankie trying to be Mr. Nice Guy. No, like all that should have happened then. I don't think Frankie even should have been on this show. I don't think there should have been a title match.
3: Yeah, they obviously, yeah, if they, if this is all they had for him, I, yeah, I probably would have rather they didn't do anything or just have him do a promo or something. Having this match seemed like a bit of a. It, it hurt more than it
0: helped for sure. They had enough guys on the previous night that you could have done a wacky four way or six way mm-hmm. with just guys who were eliminated. You did not need to involve Kazarian. Our final match of the weekend is the final match of the tournament to crown the Tango and Cash Invitational Champions. And the inaugural PWG Tag Team Champions It's Friday B-Boy and Homicide Against Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey Super Dragon And Brian Danielson We got yet another chair spot I
3: wish I actually kept count As in people being thrown into the chairs in the crowd I wish I kept count Uh, There is a hilarious shot After they all come out from the chairs Again back in the ring Of I guess I don't know A trainee or a stagehand or whatever A guy in a green PWG shirt Like really (sighs) Picking the chairs up and putting them down with a big Puss on his face like this is the 6th or 7th Time he's had to reorganise the chairs <laughs> I howled at that Because he looked so fed up about it to do this
2: Wouldn't you?
3: Yeah, oh they went God. to this well a lot Including the two of these men in this same man.
1: It is a trope that is Heavily leaned on in PWG to this day Yeah, Danielson Seems to just have given up On the seriousness, he's really Embraced the Kind of goofy side, which is great to see, but in the final of a tournament, maybe not the best, but there is an amazing part. He's r- ran in to break up a pin and when the referee calls him out he just puts his hands up and he just kind of oh sorry and he just kind of scuttles back to the ring with his hands still up so apologetic that he could there, <laughs> dare break the rules
0: there is that weird thing with Danielson and like he even does it now where he sort of gets these flights of fancy <laughs> this is how I'm going to wrestle in this match yeah. do you know what I mean I'm just deciding this is who I'm going to be in this match like he's that good I guess that yeah. he just decides oh, I'm going to do this tonight and he gets away with it because he's Brian, Brian Danielson. Yeah,
3: that's a that's a really good action. I think like, was it was. I think these were the two right teams based on the, just the quality of the matches so far. Like this was a really good hard hitting match.
0: Homicide and Super Dragon had a great little exchange where they're both trying to hit each other's finisher on the other. So Dragon gets him up for a psycho driver, but Homicide reverses it into like the cop killer position. But Dragon flips him over again and that actually hits the psycho driver. Mm-hmm. That was very cool.
1: I think Super Dragon did very well at making B-Boy look so strong. He really took a beating from him, like, it kind of not refreshing to see Super Dragon being beaten up. But yeah, like, they looked, I said, uh, strong style thugs looked really strong.
0: It was one of those matches as well where you were happy with whoever won. Like, you would have accepted either of them as tag champions, like, they were believable.
2: Like you said, it was a fitting final, and I think the quality of it was really, really good. I think they brought out the best in each other, really, to be honest. I think because I just grew so attached to them that I did want Double Dragon to win, and I think it's because I just wanted to see more of Danielson being with Dragon and just them two. I feel like they're like just a duo. I want them to get their own show. Like I want Double Dragon to be a show. Of them going around is causing mayhem and getting into fights and backing <laughs> each other up.
0: I did really love them as a team. Like I hope that isn't the last we see of them. They did mesh together so well, and they are two people that I would not have put together. No. Like I would like pretty inspired booking. Like yeah. to be fair, but if I was doing, there's no way that's the combination I've thought of. They just they worked so well, and their their characters work so well together. The other thing about Dragon as well is uh, he took the pin in this match. And I think for a guy who generally kind
3: of protects himself a lot, you can it's kind of justified in that between this and the badass mother, he takes the losses that matter and he makes them matter. And it's, it's, it is its usually in the effort of properly making a star. So it's kind of, you know, people can sometimes look at protecting yourself in wrestling as like a negative or you don't want to take a loss. But if you, you know, if you make those losses count, then it matters more when, when you do lose. And I thought it was interesting here that he put over the team himself Uh, which I liked.
1: It's his company, though, and he wants the company to thrive. Yeah. Yeah, he... No, he really did love to build people up. Um, He took a lot of losses for his younger students sometimes, a lot of the time, people that he trained or just people that he had kind of taken under his wing.
0: His skinny wing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He pretty much took two pins. He gets hit with the Shining Wizard and... He sort of kicks out, but the ref counts three, yeah. but doesn't acknowledge it. Acknowledge it yeah. And then Homicide brings him into the middle of the ring, hits the cop killer for the win. It was one of those finishes that usually would take the wind out of the room, but it didn't. People loved it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Usually when that happens, it's like, oh, that's really shitty. They fucked up the finish, they ruined the match because the finish was fucked up. But because the crowd was like, ah, and they just kept going. Because I think that happened now, I don't think the crowd would still go with it because they'd be like, oh, you fucked yeah. up, you fucked
0: up. <laughs> so that concludes the tournament. I'm fairly happy with who came out on top for yous. Yeah. Yeah,
1: sure.
0: Yeah, solid first champions for sure. Not who I expected. No. Even going into the tournament or just thinking back, I I don't remember Homicide being a PWG guy at all. No. But I suppose when you think about it, yeah, B-Boy kind of was.
3: I guess that does make sense as a, as a first-time champ.
0: And B-Boy deserves it as well, I think. Like, I think he's been very good since the start of the company. The tournament itself, I didn't like it as much as Badass Mother 3000.
2: It is funny when you think about it, because Tango and Cash is, like, the starting point for a lot of people. And I see why with the names. that are in, like, Hero, Punk, Joe, Homicide, and then all your PGPG faithful. But, uh, yeah, the actual match quality itself, I don't think I will go back and... Like rewatch it anytime soon, like I do. Like maybe a lot of other tournaments in PWG, but it was fine. And like Badass Mother, though I think Badass Mother had a lot of duds, where this one just had a lot of, eh.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, it just didn't have that standout. that yeah. Badass Mother did, yeah. The peaks were pretty good, but a a lot of
3: very a lot of very vanilla wrestling I think on this as well. And as we mentioned at the start, the lack of commentary made it a very kind of dry middle-of-the-road wrestling show for a lot of parts. But some, some
0: good peeks. Yeah. So that wraps up the tournament and that about wraps up the show for us.
1: Emma, you look like you've got something <laughs> to say. Do you? <laughs> um, <clears throat> if you want to catch me and Sarah on a five-star match game, uh, it's all PWG trivia. And we are representing this podcast we go up against the formidable Alan 4L so you should check that out
2: that's on the Voices of Wrestling network good good crowd there
0: as always you can follow us on Twitter at Gorilla Island my own Twitter is at Zig on the Rocks
2: at Sarah Flan
0: at the Barry Led. at O underscore and we'll catch you next time for Taste the Radness which is thankfully <laughs> going to be <laughs> our first show that's actually on high spots, so not that this is a plug but you can subscribe to there and watch along with us which hopefully will lead to more engagement from yourselves and ourselves because I'm sure you're sick of hearing us just drone on about matches especially considering there was 50 (laughs) (laughs) see you next month Bye.
3: bye
4: out the skull remove the cancer breaking his back chisel next for the answer supersonic bionic robot voodoo power equator x my chance to flex skills on ampex with power meters and heaters gauge antifreeze, freeze octagon oxygen and aluminum intoxicants more waste up, low blood cells in your face. React with four bombs and six fire missiles. Armed with seven rounds of space doodle pistols. You may not believe living on the Earth planet. My skin is green and silver. Forehead looking mean. Astronauts get played tough like a ukulele. As i move the rockets, overriding levels. Nothing's aware. Same data, same system. <laughs>